1: This episode may contain content of a graphic nature. Listener discretion is
2: advised. Thanks for joining us today on another episode of Body to Burial. I'm Mariah. And I'm Nikki. We're just two regular true crime junkies who decided it was time to see crime from a new perspective. This is Body to Burial. So, what are we doing? Who are we talking to? Where are we going? What journey are you taking me on? So today we have,
1: you're going to like this one because you've been wanting this one for a while.
2: So we are talking to
1: Nicole and she does crime scene cleanup.
2: I have been wanting to talk to somebody who does this.
1: Like even just being a cleaner, like a normal house cleaner would be tough because the stuff that you see or even like a hotel cleaner.
2: Oh, a hundred. Look, I could never.
1: Like you got to see some stuff.
2: No, no. I mean, I remember when I was in like I don't know, high school, um, I started cleaning houses on the side of my waitressing job. I was like trying to make extra cash. It's rough. And I got hired to clean this house. It was this like bachelor. He probably was like 40, 45 year old man. And I went to his house and it was the most disgusting place I have ever walked in. <laughs> <laughs> ever. Like we know boys in general are messy and like just you know, sloppy, little slop tarts. That's what I call my son. He's a slop tart. And he thinks it's so funny because he's like, it's like a pop tart. I was like, yeah, you're better, you're a slop tart. <laughs> um, but this guy, like his kitchen was grotesque, like piles of dishes. There were like legitimately used condoms, like on the floor, in the bath, like even be bothered to dispose of your condom properly. And I I, I never cleaned a house again after that. I was like traumatized because I was like, to deal with somebody else's laziness. Oh my God. Like, and the level of growth, like, I don't know about you. Cause I do get my house clean. I wish. But before they come, I, I pre-clean. Like I pre-clean before the cleaners come. Like everything's put away, you know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I've heard people do that. I would, I would love to have a house cleaner. Like love it. But it's just not in my path at the moment. And I feel like I would be a little, cause when I clean, I like to like deep clean. And then I feel like my eyeballs see mm-hmm. like baseboards and then now I got the windows and then I would feel mm-hmm. like if I paid someone to clean and I'm still seeing dirt, I don't like that. Like I need to see like immaculate what I would consider a deep clean and what I would consider when I clean my house where I feel like every spot Is handled, you know, and and that's why it takes me so long because I feel like it takes me days and days to leave, like to clean my house because it's just like you got a deep dive in there. Even when the kids and Ryan does it, I get like to help me. I still get like where I have to let go of some of those spots I see because I don't know it would make me crazy.
2: Yeah, but like let's look, but just hold on a second because we're literally talking about cleaning like dust bunnies and you know some grimy fingerprints. These people are cleaning up remnants of like body fluids. some like, you know, projectile blood splatter on a wall. Like, I just can't, if any, I know that the people here are obviously true crime junkies. And if you've ever looked at like crime scene photos and like immediately my brain always goes to like the bloody mattresses and stuff, you know, like, like I'm almost positive. You just got it. Like those have to go drywall go. But I don't think that that's the case. Like, I literally think it's like, we're just going to rip out this little patch of carpet. Like, I don't think it's like a tear down to the studs, which is what like you would hope happens. I don't think that's the case. I mean, I,
1: yeah, I don't think hydrogen peroxide is going to get it out.
2: Yeah. Oh, I am so excited. Okay. I, I do not want to delay her anymore because I'm, I really, we just need to like get to the bottom of this. Cause I cannot, my brain is like racing through all the questions I want to ask. Hi, Miss Hamilton. Hey, girl. How's it going? It's going. you are going to head out to a job here pretty soon. Oh, good. Oh, my God. You're just hitting the ground running on this Monday morning. Yes, ma'am. Well, let's jump into this so we don't take up too much of your time. Um, first of all, thank you. Thank you so much. I know it's been super hard to connect with us, and we really appreciate you uh, continue continuously trying to make it happen, and we're really excited to talk to you. So usually how we kind of like to do it is a real simple, if you were to to describe your job in one to two sentences, what would you say that you do?
3: Um, I am a crime scene um, field supervisor. What I do is I go with my team to assess the job, take pictures, do an estimate.
2: Are you guys showing up after like the medical examiner has already arrived? Like when do you guys get brought into the scene?
3: get brought in maybe so let's say if a suicide happened today okay and the police released the scene we might not get called until maybe later on today or tomorrow morning okay so that's how that process works
2: okay and so when you show up everything that they've needed to collect is there so it's your walk us through what happens you show up with your team you look at like the impact of i guess the situation
3: so i show up with my team i introduce myself to the family or whoever I'm meeting, family friend, and I let them know the assessment usually takes about a good maybe thirty to thirty minutes to an hour. give or take depends on how bad the damage is. okay. And at that time I have them fill out some paperwork, you know, with their information, and then I go once I take all my photos and I let them know it's gonna give me about another fifteen minutes. I gotta upload the photos, and then I gotta get a hold to my home office so they could go over my initial estimate with me and see if it's a good estimate or if I need to add or change anything. Um, Ask the family, do they have homeowner's insurance? If they have homeowner's insurance, um, call the home office, and then a home office files a claim on the behalf of the family.
1: Okay. I heard that insurance would cover the... um, I wasn't sure if that was true or not. It
3: all depends on what kind of insurance, because some insurance are red carriers, which is like they don't want to deal with... um, uh, bio companies and some companies are red. I mean, green carriers, which means they pay out.
1: Oh, okay. Yes. That's- so if
3: you're, so if you're a red carrier, if you're a red carrier, that means they will put a cap on how much we're, uh, we're able to do.
1: Oh, okay. And then, and then anything else is, is them, they pay the rest. Well, it depends because I've
3: had, had a job where, they capped us out at 10,000 and the insurance had to go over it. And then we end up going back and doing the rest. Oh, okay. So we'll put a cap on it and then tell us to stop. And then they'll look at the pictures and everything to see how bad it is. And then they will be like, okay, go ahead and finish doing the job.
1: Okay. Yeah. Cause that's gotta be, that's hard for the families that are already going through a rough thing. And then being left halfway through would be hard. I would think. It is very hard. Yeah. But some people don't, some people don't know how they're going to pay
3: for it. And then sometimes the amount is sometimes more than, you know, what they actually can afford. Cause some people really think that it's only maybe a few hundred dollars or maybe a couple thousand dollars until we give them the estimate and it's several thousand dollars.
1: Oh, wow. Yes. Because is that like you're, you're basically having to rip everything out that any sort of like blood or fluids have touched. So if it's a gunshot and if it's like up on the wall and
3: it's, down by the baseboard so if it's been there for like maybe a week or so it can submerge underneath the baseboard and go down that like if it's a second floor go down oh and you will have to and you will have to cut the floor and in the subfloor and follow the trail how yes. long would that take like days probably about maybe 2 to 3 days
1: wow and then yes. and then when it goes away like is there a special place you have to take it cuz now it's like a biohazard So we put everything in bio boxes. Okay. And then the bio, then the bio, uh, then the bio box company comes and picks them up. And then it's up to the owners of the house or whatever it is that they have to, then they have to replace like the drywall and the carpet and the flooring and that type of stuff. That's where homeowners insurance come in at. Okay. So that's where it'll come to fix all that. Yes, ma'am. But
2: if you have nothing, you're just kind of screwed. Yes. (sighs) Oh. Yes. How long does a job take? Like if you were doing just like, let's say you you showed up today at a suicide, how long Ah. is that going to take you to clean up? It depends on what all needs to be done. What's the average? A couple hours? Sometimes it could get, no, no,
3: no. Sometimes it takes maybe about, mm, maybe 12, 13 hours,
2: give or take. What happens to like personal items that are impacted like Um, let's say there's like a gunshot or something and there's blood splatter across like family photos or things like that, do you guys have to take those items as well? Or how does that work?
3: Um, if there is like some family photos and the family really wants them, even though it's a porous item, we will disinfect the the picture frame or we will get rid of the picture frame. Okay. And like personal items, if there's if it's like a wedding ring or something and they really, really, truly want it, then we will save it for them. We we, we, we will save it for them.
2: Okay. What about like a blanket or something like that? Do you guys take items like that and have them specially cleaned? No.
3: So with blankets, because it's a porous item, we have to dispose of it. Now, if the family is really adamant, like, hey, we need this blanket, we really want it, mm-hmm. you have to sign a paper stating... If there's a stench and the stench is still there, we are
1: not responsible for it.
2: I see. Okay. Wow. So everything okay. has a process to it.
1: How do you handle this, like the smells of places? Because I imagine the smell to be like the most intense thing I've ever encountered. Um.
3: Usually with the smells. So like, like with a decomp or anything, you can smell it before you even pull up. Hmm. Yeah. So- now, hoarding is kind of a different situation because sometimes there's not a smell until you open up the door. Oh, okay. So that, that's, kind of, that's kind of the catch-22 because hoarding is totally different from like a decomp or suicide. It, it's totally different.
2: Have you ever thrown up you in ever a ever th- Like, no. I feel like I would puke.
3: No. I used to work in a funeral home.
2: So it's like you're kind of used to it.
1: I am used Back to it. it. It doesn't yeah. bother me at all and And it's not hard to see some of the things that you see. Um, sometimes it is, like the first job that I went to,
3: that was the first time I've ever seen body angels. What's that? So, if a body has been laying on the ground for a couple months, your body your body breaks down into the carpet. So the way that you lay when you pass away, your skin and everything goes into the carpet. Oh. oh. My God. So the way that you die on the carpet, if they don't find you right away, when they remove you,
1: it's called a body angel. Okay. Like a snow angel. Yes.
2: That's not a sweet.
1: That is hard to see. It is.
3: But at the same time, you just gotta, like, I always ask myself, like, what transpired in this house for it to go left? Uh-huh. Like, what, what made this person do this? could they get help or could they get like mental help or like what transpired them to do this yeah I could but it's see not, that but it's not but it's not my call to sit there and figure it out I'm just there to help the family to clean it
1: up yeah because I always wonder that like how is there not one person that has that you don't have that can step in like how is that Like, what has happened in your life? I've always thought about that when I'm watching these shows or when you hear about things where it's how what's happened to where you don't have one person that is wondering where you've been at for like a month or, you know. That's why I I always tell people, check on your
3: family, go visit them. You know, hey, I'm just going to call and check on somebody. They might they might have been dead for maybe three months and you would have never known until. Yeah. Until you do a, a welfare check. I went to go assess a job and the gentleman was dead for 60 days. Okay. He lived in, he lived in in a, like a mobile home community. And there was people that lived next door to him.
2: And And they had no clue.
3: They had no clue. But as soon as we pulled up, we didn't even get out the truck good enough.
1: We smelled it. Really? Yes. We smelled it. So then what are those people, like, what do they think that smell is? It's just coming from like the wilderness or like somewhere else? They think. Or they just don't know what that smell is. They just don't know what that smell is, or they just don't want to be bothered, or they don't want to dip their nose into a bit into somebody's business. Oh, there's no way. But at really? at the same
3: time, when you see a whole bunch of flies in somebody's window, and you're gonna to want to be nosy. Yeah, I'm one, the, I'm one of the nosy people.s If I start seeing a whole <laughs> bunch of flies somewhere, yeah, I, I want be to. Because oh. even though your even though your house is like the windows and stuff is closed up and your door flies still get in yeah and if you see a hundred flies in somebody's house or a window knock on the door that's yeah. all I
1: say just, just knock on the door and make sure the person's okay if they're not okay then call nine one one. I just can't believe I may because I, I'm kind of like you where I'm curious and a little nosy that I wouldn't I don't think I could just like smell that or see that and then not think and go about my day like oh well they're probably fine and then move on I couldn't do that Yeah, but a lot of people do. That is really crazy. That's crazier to me than like you finding a a body angel. Like that blows my mind. But a lot of people just don't want to
3: be, they don't want to get involved. But at the same time, regardless if you get involved or not, always check on your neighbors.
1: Yeah. That's my biggest thing. Check on your neighbors. Man, especially if you smell something and see something, there's the chances are something's probably wrong. Yep, when you're doing that, and there's our neighbors coming out then and seeing yep. what's going so, on.
3: They, they come in, they, so, we like I said, we did the once we went to go stuff the job, and the guy was dead in the trailer. His mm-hmm. neighbors came out asking us, Are you guys here breaking in? Dude, your neighbor <laughs> was dead for 60 days, and you're worried about us breaking in. Oh my gosh.
1: <laughs> Wow. Yeah, that's crazy.
3: Yeah, so we get a little weird people at times.
2: You mentioned like the bugs, Nicole, like there was like accumulation of flies in windows or things. Is it also your responsibility to clean up bugs, like maggots or flies? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. What? The bugs are like a hard no for me. I hate, hate bugs.
3: I mean, sometimes like you see live maggots crawling and and, and it be hundreds of them and thousands of them, but I don't like bugs, but I suck it up and do
1: it But what oh if God, there's like are... like rats and like that sort of stuff? You're not having to like round those things up, are you?
3: No, oh, that's where the pest control comes in at.
1: Okay. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> Cause I was like, what? Okay. So that pest control comes in, rounds up all of the animals like that are, you know, like rodents or whatever. And then you come and clean up the aftermath.
2: Yes, ma'am. What about like, have you ever had to pick up like pieces of human matter? Yes, ma'am. What have you had to pick up?
3: Brain and eyes or whatever. But sometimes it's usually good for the medical examiner and them to take that stuff with them. But, yeah. sometimes, but sometimes they don't get it all, which which is fine, which which is absolutely fine. I have no problem
2: picking up somebody's body part. What do you do with it? But Does that go to like in the a corner? Box. It goes into a bio box. Do you clean cars? Like if someone did a yes. suicide in their car? Yes. You do. Okay. So same yes. sort of deal. You'll come out to wherever their home was or whatever, but all out. Yes, ma'am. Oh my God. You are just like everywhere. I try to be cleaning it up to where it's
1: spick and span. You're just cleaning up what needs to be biohazards thrown away, right?
3: We clean it up spick and span to where it never looked like anything happened.
1: What? Yes. Well, have you ever had a house where like they, you you think it's just going to be you and your, your partner and then a family member comes back and they're kind of weird and lingering around? Like, do you have to tell them to leave?
3: Um, they are not allowed to be in the area where the incident happened.
1: Oh, okay.
3: the control, which is called the control area. Where the simple fact is, it's cross contamination.
1: Mm. And so they could be walking around and then taking that blood or fluid and then going out
3: tracking it all through tracking it all through the house. And once you start tracking blood through the house, then that whole house has to be clean.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. Because I always wondered if it would just be like you know, the family wants to be a part of the process, you know, and watch and see what's going on.
3: I mean, they are part of the process when I ask them, like, do you want to keep anything? So if they tell me the stuff that they want to keep, then I will make them part of that process. But then it's also my recommendation of what I need to do for that area of which the incident happened.
1: That's so much better because I thought that if, like, I mean, I know that there's crime scene cleanups, but I just didn't know exactly, like, how much you clean up because that would be hard for the family it's like if that happened within my family I wouldn't even know where to start like if I had to do it myself I would be like I don't even know where to begin you know
2: right yeah that's a hard thing to tackle to clarify just um for myself because I know Nikki and I had talked about this too is are you just responding to I don't know how to phrase it like um So is it just crime scenes where it's like potential suicides, homicides, or are you also doing like flooding, fire damage? Like, is it kind of all of the above? Not certified yet
3: to do fire damage and mold restoration. Well, we do mold. Let me let me take that back. We just started doing mold and we and we do hoarding. Oh, hoarding would be a self pay where you would have to pay for it out of your pocket.
1: And is okay. that like hoarding where now you have like the, cause I love that show Hoarders and it's some of them like are boxes and things like that. And then you get the ones that are like the animal because of the urine and the feces that it's broken down all the flooring and the drywall and all that stuff. Right. Is that what so, you So with hoarding, it all depends. Hmm.
3: Hoarding could be like, if you have animals in the house and you don't never take them outside yeah. and they just go everywhere, so the boxes get messed up. And if you are one of them hoarders who just throws food and stuff everywhere and just urns all over the place, then flooring will have to come up. It, it Once you take everything out, you would have to assess the, um, the damage and let the family know
1: exactly what needs to be done. Have you ever had jobs where it's gone down into like the foundation? No. Okay. So never usually gets that far.
3: It can it can but i have never did a, a job yet with foundation
1: now when it's animals how do you how do you deal with that if you are having to clean up animals is that the same as like do you as the same process as people um
3: animals if they're in the house at the time then then we will put them in a bio box with with everything else
1: okay yes okay yeah cuz i i was um i wasn't because sure
3: Technically if- technically even though it's the an animal it's still considered like, you know, uh, it's still bio.
1: Okay. Have you ever had a job where you felt like you just couldn't do like where you're like, this is, we just can't do it. Is there anything like that or not yet?
3: I draw the line at, I will not do children. Okay. Because I have children and I have grandchildren. So that's where I draw my line at.
1: Oh, I didn't even think about kids because I don't even person because I have kids and I personally wouldn't even think they would be lumped into that job at all.
3: You'd be surprised.
1: Oh, I couldn't do it.
3: Where where I'm located at, there was a man who, what, 2019 killed his whole entire family. They lived in Connecticut, came down here on vacation and he killed his whole entire family and the family dog and and stayed in the house with the body.
1: No. And didn't kill himself. He was just alive. Didn't kill us
3: that he was sleeping in the house with the bodies and the smell and didn't. Yeah. Oh
1: my God. Yeah. No, I couldn't do that. Yeah. I would draw that line too. Is the turnover rate high or like, do people think they can do it and then they get in and they're like, nope. And then quit.
3: It's a big turnover
1: in this industry because, um, a lot of, you're right. A lot of people get in here and be like, oh, I want to do this.
3: And then when they get in to do it, they can't do it. Or it's got a lot to do with the pay because the pay, the, let me put it to you like this the body transporter gets paid more than we do. What? That, that is, is insane, insane to me. me. How? They get paid more than we do. But you're doing all the that work. What? So like, so, like, if I wish to hire a technician, they get paid on three different pay scales. which if we don't have a job, they get paid $10 an hour. If they do outreach, it's $15. And if they do job time, it's like $18. But the body transporter, they start you off at 14, which mm. right now, the state that I'm in, the body transporter, they're averaging on overtime, maybe an extra 120 hours. Wow. But, once, but once you're there for 60 days, you get a pay increase. That's insane. So yes, they do get paid more than we do. That is crazy. And they're, and they're only in the house for 10 minutes. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. A lot of people think that this job... Um, of crime
1: scene cleanup cleaners. We get paid a lot of money. We don't. Now, is there a lot of need for your service? Like, are you constantly busy? Twenty four hours a day, seven days a week, three hundred and sixty five days out the year.
2: Oh man, it's got to be so hard to have like a family life and balance just normal living.
3: Yes, I'm actually. I'm in my truck, so I'm getting ready to transfer you guys over to my truck. So give me one one second. No problem. Okay. Yes, it's very hard to have a family because you never know what they consist of. Um, Where I'm located at, I'm in like a whole tourist district. So I get random calls outside of my area.
1: Okay. So you're traveling.
3: Yes. Like right now I'm getting ready to go maybe an hour and a half away from where where my shop is.
2: How do you say like emotionally healthy? Just by seeing all the different things that you see every day and like kind of the worst of humanity and you have kids, like, how do you not let it affect like your mental health?
3: Um, well, I had a heart attack last week. Um, okay. Oh my God. Yeah. You're still what? going to work and
2: you're talking to us. It
3: um, uh, is is. it can be very stressful. Did you and take again, any you time to... off? No.
1: What? Oh my God. I got bursitis in my hip last week and I had to cancel my day. <laughs> I can't imagine. Yeah.
2: You're a weakling, Nikki. You need to be like Nicole. Yeah, apparently
1: I am. Yes. I need to just be a little stronger. Apparently, I
3: don't know. I just, if something happens and I feel better and the doctor releases
2: me, I just get up and keep pushing. That, that's all. You just keep going one foot in front of the other. What would you say are like the health hazards for your job? Like, is it the, you know, because you're obviously dealing with like a lot of body fluids, chemical cleaners. I would assume the health so, risk is pretty high for you.
3: There's always, you gotta always protect yourself no matter what. All you gotta always stay covered because if you take off any gloving and you don't know what's on it, then you're, you're putting yourself at risk.
2: What is the most difficult part of your job for you? Being on call twenty four hours a day, seven days a week. <laughs> yeah, I'd say that is the hardest yeah. part, and we cannot tell you how much we appreciate you doing this. And like, no, you
3: guys are you guys are absolutely fine. I'm in the truck driving, got gas and everything. When
2: I'm talking to you, <laughs> you're <laughs> the best multitasker I've ever come across. It's incredible. All right, well, please get there safe. Drive safe. We really thank appreciate you. you. We appreciate yeah, what you, you do.
3: Okay, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good week and
2: take care of yourself. You too, guys. You guys have a great Monday. Thanks. You too. Bye. Bye. I wouldn't want to do that job. Well. No. No. And I'm I'm sorry, you are on call twenty-four hours, seven days a week. That's the part that I hate more than cleaning
1: up. I'll tell you that right now. I would hate that way more than cleaning up.
2: I mean, I get that these things happen every day multiple times a day, but it's like, are you kidding me?
1: I don't know if I could handle what's worse, the hoarding? Because I mean, you've you've seen those episodes where the water hasn't ran for like, you know, six months or not even months, it's years. And they're like pooping in the shower or like in bags and then tossing the bags. Like it's funky. So I don't know what's
2: yeah, I mean, I think the hoarding would be harder because that person is like living and responsible. So I'd be like cursing them as to why they are the way they are. Whereas one of the other circumstances, it wasn't necessarily their fault. Oh my
1: God, we didn't even ask about this because what happens it's if it's a hoarding plus a body, double trouble.
2: I mean, that's all but yeah, that's like double stack. That should be overtime. Which, by the way, it doesn't sound like she gets overtime pay. It's kind of like however long it takes it's how long it takes.
1: Yeah, I don't get that. I don't. Then I would clock out at eight and be like, yeah, I'm done.
2: I would puke. I can't believe she's never not puked. I literally would puke. Like we have like a trash dump, which I know this is like so not the same. So I'm not saying that. But when I have to go there in the summer to like dump our trash from our jobs, I literally like dry heave in my mouth. The smell is so horrific. And that is household trash. Like I can't imagine a decomped 60 day old body. I mean, we really should have asked also, what cleaning products are you using? A little bleach? Is it A little shout out to Clorox? I mean, what are the chemicals?
1: I think it's probably bleach and hydrogen peroxide. I don't know. Damn it. We There's so many questions that we have to ask. So that's another one. I really hate this because after we're done, I'm like, I should ask this. But then we like go down a trail.
2: We almost need to have them hold the line while we debrief because it always like spawns more questions.
1: Yes. Cause I would assume like if you have a body that's turned into a body angel, that's like, I would assume very sludgy.
2: A body angel. I can't even, the coined phrase. Oh, I imagine
1: it's got to be like, Like you, like a sludge.
2: So then you're taking, you got to take a shovel. Yeah. I mean, that makes me want to puke. Like, and I'm thinking like a snow shovel. Yeah. Like the really wide square one. Yeah. Could not do it. Like we've talked about the jobs in the morgue and those sort of things. And I feel like I could push past the yucky visuals and the skin slippage and the smells because there's like a science aspect that's like driving why you're touching and cutting and smelling. In this particular instance, there's no science. It's just to like clean. And I love to clean. Like I am OCD clean, but I do not think I could stomach it down to clean.
1: No. I don't know if I would be satisfied, like where I feel like because you clean like I clean and like I don't know, it just snowballs. Like I don't think I could be satisfied like where I'm like, oh, that doesn't look so clean. So
2: it's like, how do you get every tiny little bit? I mean, it could go. I could go the other way, I guess, because then my OCD could maybe like really hone in and I would be like fine tooth combing everything in that house. But I just don't think I could do it, though.
1: We didn't even ask her what her house looks like. Like, does she clean when she gets home?
2: I'm sorry. I don't think so. The girlfriend is on 24 seven. As soon as I go home, I'm laying down.
1: Then what do you do at your house? Who cleans it?
2: I don't know. But I'm sure I don't think it's her. I think she's trying to breathe. Oh. But I don't know. Maybe. Maybe she goes home and is, like, on the clean train. Just keeps it going. Maybe. I don't know but that job's a hard pass for me. Well, there we go. All
1: right. I'm going to go clean my house now.
2: (laughs) Right? Now it's time to go clean.
1: I'm going to actually go clean because that was on my list of things to do.
2: You're feeling a little inspired now? It's kind of like, well, better get to work. At least, you know, when they come to clean up from a climb scene in my home, it will be somewhat clean for you already. It'll be real easy for you to find the blood. Everything else is pretty tidy.
1: All right. Well, until next time. All right. Happy cleaning. Yes. Thank you. I'm actually very excited. (laughs) Okay. All right. All right.
2: Bye. Thank you so much for listening and supporting us. We do encourage you to follow us at Instagram at Body to Burial. Hit us up on Twitter at Body to Burial. And you guessed it. You can send us an email to hello at Body to burial.com. If you have any guest suggestions, just let us know. Please
1: hit the subscribe button or follow button on whatever app you are listening to.
2: Thanks so much, guys. See you next time.